Welcome to Long Story Short, a podcast where we review two-sided topics on the minds of college students and condense them into informative, civil, 30-minute conversations in order to create wider campus discussions. On this week's episode of Long Story Short, Greek life at the University of Utah. Greek life is something often in the news, sometimes for good reasons, but other times for some not so good reasons. Are you interested in joining Greek life or even just understanding Greek life culture in general? Well, then this episode may be for you. Today, our speakers are Justin Mazula a first year at the University of Utah, graduating in 2025. He is undeclared but looking into social work and is part of the frat Omega Delta Phi. He uses he, him pronouns. Our second speaker is Izzy Cambridge, who is in his third year at the University of Utah, majoring in film, and is also a part of the Omega Delta Phi and uses he, him pronouns. Are you a part of Greek life currently? If so, what made you consider joining a frat? Um, yes, uh, this is my first semester in Omega Delta Phi. Actually, I've heard through uh, this specific frat through a mutual friend, which is Izzy here. And um, that's how I ended up joining um, before I really wasn't going to go into Greek life. But then like I just ended up uh, going to some events with Izzy and then that's how I joined them. So, yeah jump off that i've been in greek life i think for about a couple of years now the reason i wanted to do it was i didn't have any brothers per se growing up and i saw philanthropy i saw like student leadership opportunities and i was just really intrigued by that so i jumped on that met a couple of guys one thing led to another and here we are here you are recruiting your friend to come join <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> so how would you compare the popular concept of Greek life to the reality of Greek life? How do they differ? Like you see these movies where kids are throwing giant parties. Is that what it's like? Tell me. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say so. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a big difference in Greek life from how it is in the South to how it is here in like the Southwest especially since we're not also a big party school in being the University of Utah. Being in Utah, I don't think partying is seen as like a huge, huge thing. Um, but you do hear about these parties that go happen with like these other uh, organizations um, happening off campus. Our organization isn't like that. Um, and that comes from just a number of aspects since we're like a small organization. But um, I'd say in my experience, it's, I don't think it's like like as insane as the movies there's not a rave every other night <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say so but okay. uh, justin what do you think um yeah i i feel like the stereotypical like greek life that you see in movies and stuff like that is like a little too exaggerated and like the parties and like stuff like that um they don't really like touch up on like the other things that fraternities and sororities do like uh social like uh services like we we do like the other day we uh, our fraternity went around the uh, highway picking up trash at the like at the sides and just helping the community overall. So I feel like they just like overlook that fraternities and sororities like do social work like that. So that's awesome. Do you guys have a required amount of service hours that you need to complete? Yeah. So I think every fraternity has required service hours. After the pandemic happened, though, there has been some adjustment to service hours just because of outreach, um, interaction availability, as well as like 
what is it, uh, scheduling correctly around everyone who is able to go and the other stuff like that. So I guess the pandemic just caused a big hit to the required service hours. We still have service hours. It's just not nearly as leaned against because it's just so hard to find work that is willing to like have you come in. Um, for example, some people we usually recommend every semester going to the old folks home, but I don't know if we can, we don't really do that anymore since the pandemic mm-hmm. started because we, we're, we care about the, um, what is it? Not, not harming anyone by chance that we might have something or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's very considerate of you. Um, what was your experience with Rush and Bid Day? Was there anything that made you feel welcomed or unwelcomed in this environment? That's you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah. For me, um, I before I met Izzy on rushing, um, I was really intimidated with like the bigger fraternities. Um, especially because I am a person of color. So um, I feel like it, during like rush, uh, rush time, I feel like those in the minority will have like a little, like will have intimidation for joining uh, Greek life because of how less there is of like people of color. And like for me, that's why I didn't really want to rush. But when I finally figured out there are some fraternities and sororities that like focus on uh, the multi uh, multicultural aspect, uh, like Omega Delta Phi, I was really I kind of found like my my like a little circle that I was accepted to, and I I just wish that there were like more fraternities and sororities that like were more open to more diversity, um and like it'll make it so for those who are in the minority to like make it easier for them to join Greek life yeah. or that's my take. So, I mean, if I could speak to that, my situation is pretty similar. Um, when you walk into a room and not many people look like you, it just kind of, it's kind of one of the first things that you notice, if not consciously, subconsciously after a moment, you take a step back and you look at the situation and you realize, wow, this room is very, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's like, it's pretty white. <laughs> Usually it's, it could be pretty white sometimes. And that's like a, just a popular thing. I think with Greek life, uh, multicultural fraternities and sororities are not as common. They've become more, what is it, prosperous, I think, in the last 30 years. Our fraternity was founded in 1980, uh, 1987, which was like after a lot of civil rights movement was happening, which made our fraternity um I guess a bit more confident in its upbringing. It was found in Texas and all of our original founders were the Latino. And so it's like our roots with our organization is definitely a lot different from other organizations who, who are prideful in their, I guess, 150 year reign of existence. But I mean, looking at that 150 years ago as a brown person, that's, <laughs> that's not rough. really good. It's <laughs> not a good thing. Um, so with rushing, I, I did take that into consideration. And when it came to bid day, I what what happened? We we did the thing. We did our did our stuff, and we went out to Village Inn. We ate together, had food, talked about life. A lot of my brothers at the time were Latino. My big brother, he is African American, um, and then we had like some Chinese. Uh, descent people as well who are all part, part of the organization when I joined. Um, so it felt comfortable, I guess. It felt very relatable. felt like, I guess, like a little home when I'm so far away. A little bit more safe than maybe yeah. a different place. Yeah, very welcoming. That's awesome. I'm glad that you guys have had that experience. 
Um, just bouncing right off of that, do you think that Greek life has a specific image that they're looking for in a student, mainly through recruiting? Is there biases towards who they choose to represent them? <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> when when I come from, like, so where I come from, like, the reservation, two or three hours east here, coming out here, it's like I'm obviously not a very popular image, even even though I'm, like, university like we're at the university of utah i'm a ute like a literal literal person who fits that um well, i guess not really a mascot anymore but like that's me um it's definitely interesting to see that a majority of the people who are joining these organizations that aren't multicultural focused are um rich more well-off people who are who come from like you know white backgrounds or more what is it economically uh, upper class uh, families, I guess. Um, and you can see that with, I think with like dues and specific organizations, there's some fraternity organizations that require over a thousand dollars and something else to, for per semester. And to me, like that's, that's a wild, I mean, I would not, I don't think I would pay that much to be a part of an organization. Um, that's not saying we don't have dues. We do, but they're around like a hundred to like 200 bucks for our, uh, for our fraternity per semester. So it's like, if it's not uh, from face value what you you are what you look like, it definitely I think comes from a more deeper place of how much money do you make? Uh, what what kind of things did you do in high school? Like, were you a football player? Were you like this type of thing? And it feels very what's the word? High school hierarchy in a college level standard. Um, yeah, I would definitely say like if you're if the fraternity or sorority is like not multicultural based, there is like this like set guideline on what people are looking for and it's definitely not in the minority sense like he already explained um most people when they join a fraternity or sorority that's uh yeah like i said not minority based or like multicultural based they really uh set out for people that are uh with like caucasian backgrounds those in the middle class or like higher class and then that's why their dues are so high and like um, that's why the majority of their like members and active members are like Caucasian. So, yeah. Can I ask what what is your organization's dues? Our organization right now is 120. OK, wow. That's a pretty big disparity. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty obvious when you look at the paperwork and even just look at the face value stuff of everything. It's just like there's we're different in a way and you just you just see it just right off the bat do you feel like you get the same things with your 120 dollars that other groups get with their thousand dollars i would say a big difference i think you notice besides like the face value stuff talking about the the difference in money um one organization on greek life might go to vegas for a week and you know hang out by the pool and do that kind of stuff meanwhile our our organization will probably go to go camping for like a couple of days um, someplace in the Uintas or like last year we went to Idaho, went to the Springs. Um, I guess like activities, uh, really big marginalization between like marginalization, sorry, really big gap between um, what they do and what we do. I guess ours is more money um, conscious in some ways. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would have to agree with him. I, I, I mean, like we we can do like the, the same activities, the same tabling, the same, basically everything that 
uh, bigger fraternities and sororities can do. But ours is like more money, uh, money conscious focus. So it might not have like the best quality or like not the best like, um, like effect to like other people. But for us, it's it's it works. It basically it works. essentially, um, <laughs> yeah. like I. I honestly would prefer like a camping trip over a week in Vegas. So <laughs> same. <laughs> Do you guys live on Greek Row? No. So our organization does not have a house on Greek Row. We uh, we just live throughout the city, different places. And if we want to host something off campus, we usually just like spitball ideas. And then um, then we make something happen out of that. Usually meetings or like at our own, like what is it? Expense, I guess. We'll just be like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this here person are you okay with this and then we're like yeah we're okay with that and then then we just go from there or we find a park somewhere and you know host our events wherever a wherever good we can. public space yeah <laughs> yeah and then like for for like events and stuff like that like he said we do stuff uh, mostly off campus but when we do stuff like in campus we usually rent out like a big room like the theater room here at the union or something like that that makes sense. So for our final question, do you think that Greek life has helped to build connections on campus? If so, how has being a part of Greek life impacted you personally? I think when you're part of Greek life, it may provide opportunity in, I mean, I think it, it's where, where do you, what do you want from Greek life? Um, to come back to like the Caucasian thing, there's you can see that a lot of fraternities, and I think this comes back to like what do they look for, um, provide opportunity in the business area of, of the university because there's a lot of like money to give back as well as like a lot of huge connections that come from that. So it's like um, not necessarily a bad thing, but it's like an obvious thing you, you may notice when you look at the majors of uh, specific organizations and it's like, wow, a good portion of these people are coming from this. Or a good portion of people like even focus around computer science um, other stuff, which again is not a bad thing. It's just like um, an interesting fact that is just noticeable. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the last part of the question? Just what has being a part of Greek life impacted you? I think being a part of Greek life has just made me see a bit more like what a life is or like how big disparities there can be, I guess, between people. Um, so coming off the reservation, this is a really unique world for me. Like this is not the res. <laughs> this is not the res. And I can see that when I walk around campus and, and to think about how much money people have and what do they do with it. And that's, that's wild to me. Like, wow, that's incredible. Um, people just, flying to Florida, people flying to California, people flying to these places like, oh, you know, casual weekend might just go do this. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, okay, okay. And no judgment, but it's like, I, I don't think I would do that. Um, but within my experience in Greek life, I would say in Omega Delta Phi, I've been surrounded by a numerous amount of cultures that as on the reservation, they're just not, there isn't a lot of, um, there's not a lot of African-American people. There's not a lot of Filipino people. There's not a lot of like, different people that come from different cultural backgrounds, which I found in my organization to be really, really appreciative of some of my, like, yes, my, some of my closest friends, like Justin here, even uh, I met him last semester and I'm, I'm very happy to call him my brother. And I'm learning a lot about, about where he comes from. And I'm very appreciative of it. I went to his house about a week ago and had a 
fish head because like, <laughs> that's a that's a cultural food and I was I mean I didn't like it too much but I was very excited that I was able to do something like that with him it was that's not what you said when you were at my house though so like <laughs> I'm a little hurt is he? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't my favorite like dish but you we're know we're digging up secrets here <laughs> I know I know <laughs> um yeah but for me uh Greek life did impact my social life greatly uh, because immediately after high school I never really talked to much of my high school group because they went to different colleges or they didn't even go to college at all so like uh finding a new group of people to talk to and like finding just people to talk to actually really helped me out and uh Greek life's like networking system is like one of the highest because like you get to meet so many people not just in your own fraternity but with other fraternities and they can introduce you to like more people uh, more events more cultures more everything so like um my social life here at like the university of utah like as a freshman um really like it really helped me on my social life so I re i'm really thankful for greek life for that so i'm glad and thank you both so much for being willing to come and speak with us this has been awesome yeah, yeah, it's an amazing experience. Of course, thank you. Yeah, have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now we're here with our panel, everyone. And we got to ask, got to do the round robin round table. So first, name, pronouns, major, year in school. And of course, the question of the week, which I'm going to ask you, if you started a frat or a sorority, what would its name be? <laughs> so... <laughs> So here I go, Riley Atkinson. I am a Peace and Conflict Studies and Sociology third year. Woohoo, we're getting close. We're getting close to done. And I use she, her pronouns. And then finally, of course, mine would be Alpha, Beta, Sigma, because obviously that makes so much sense for um. a sorority. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say that. Uh, okay, mine's close. Mine's close. Can, I go, can I go? Can I go? Yes, yeah, yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I might have forgotten half it, but it's okay. Um, Jennifer Rogers with JJ. Uh, I'm an English major, fourth year, going to graduate. So excited. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And if I had a fraternity sorority, it would be Alpha Sigma Sigma. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Abs and ass. That's all that matters. Or boobs. <laughs> yeah, who's is boobs? Yeah. Any boobs? <laughs> ass and boobs. Oh, okay. My Sorry, mom bye. listens. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, my Come mom, on. too. Do you really want me to get called into my bishop's office? Oh, bitch. No. Okay, we know. I don't really have a bishop right now. I'm Parker. Uh, I use he, they pronouns. I'm a third year film and media arts major. And I don't know how to answer that. Can I steal the Monsters University one? Yes. Who's my Kappa? Who's my Kappa? Oh, yeah. Who's my Kappa? Kappa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ben Moore. I'm a third year political science and peace and conflict studies major. I use he, him, his pronouns. And if I had a fraternity, you know, um, I'd probably name it something like Sigma, Beta, Sigma. I don't know. I'm, I'm not very familiar with fraternity. <laughs> That's <now>. so fair. <laughs> it's like not really yes. something, you know, I've ever been interested in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
beautiful, Ben. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Can I change right mine? Off. I want it to be no. IBS. No. <laughs> <laughs> Irritable bowel syndrome. Right. Sorority. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm Neil Packer. Um, Welcome, Introducing Neil. Neil. <laughs> I'm kind of new. My pronouns, I use he, him, his. I'm currently studying pre-business. I'm a first year, kind of like freshman, borderline sophomore. But if I were to start a fraternity, it'd probably be... Oh, man. LBS. We'll, we'll go with the Alpha Betas. <laughs> the Alpha Betas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to look out for those Betas that are like truly Alpha on the inside, but nobody, like, <laughs> nobody recognizes them really as Alphas because like they're they're the real Alphas. They're All these the other Alphas are just winners. posers. <laughs> nice men. Whoa. <laughs> they're the nice guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> All right. Nice um, my name is Maya Harris. I use they, them pronouns. I'm in my third year studying history and political science. Um, and this, this might be sacrilege, but I am not naming my sorority with, um, Greek Ooh. names. Oh I'm going for Latin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's going to be Weni Weedy Weeki because that is actually how that's pronounced. Thank you very much. Yes. Veni Vidi Vici is not how it's pronounced in uh, real in real Latin, it is pronounced "weni weedy weeki." That's hilarious. I came, I saw, I conquered, and that's my favorite thing ever. Let's <laughs> play the game of catch the gay. I will catch the gays. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> okay, so to start, I have to ask what. What was your impression of that interview? Because I totally expected it to go. I expected something very different. different. Yeah, especially when I saw two people of color walking in. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Um, But then I was like, oh, interesting. Like a frat that includes people. (laughs) Who would have I look at fraternity and I'm just like, white. Yeah. White. Yeah. White. Rich. 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 Business. They don't even have a house. Nurses. Your yeah. dad's an orthodontist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a house. They don't have a house. Wow. They don't have yeah. a house. Yeah. That was, I I was so curious. Once they started talking, I was like, they they can't actually live on Greek Row. No. 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 Well, especially not when their due was $120. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine was like 500 Yeah. What? Oh my god! Sorry. No, tell us. Sheesh. Tell us. Yeah, you were the only yeah, one in the sorority. Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah, I was in a sorority. I was in Kappa Kappa Gamma. Um, name dropping here because I was on that Greek row, but um, I was an active member and it was a cult. I'm telling you, like initiation culty and also a lot of alcohol abuse. But yeah, no, our dues are really expensive. Um, that was the cheapest one of the dues for sororities. I think the highest was um. Uh, the the pretty girl one. All the blonde girls go there. <laughs> yeah, I'm alpha something. Like I'm not going to be any the, help. They're the, blonde, they're the blonde bitches. I don't remember. Like, <laughs> theirs was like $1,000, and they were just like super picky on who they'd want, and there was no girls of color there at all. I promise you. I went and rushed there. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm. You couldn't be, you could not have brown hair. You had to be blonde. Weird. Yeah. <sighs> I guess I would have fit right in. You, yeah, you would have been our resident blonde yes. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they would have loved you at Alpha something. Whatever. Yeah, whatever they are. Um, I remember I've had a couple friends 
and people in classes who have been in sororities. And one of them was a woman of color. Mm -hmm. And she was telling the story about how everyone for their professional events required that she straightened her hair. And she was African American. And she was like, are you kidding me? We live in 20, I think it was 2020 at the time, mm -hmm. but she's like, we're still doing this. I just, that, that just makes me feel so icky. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the other girl that I knew, she's fun, white, preppy, mm -hmm. definitely rich stereotype. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, yeah, this is 100% a cult. And she would say it jokingly. And I was like, that doesn't seem like a good thing. <laughs> yeah. But then she would tell me, you know, there's cocaine abuse in my house. Oh, and I was like, I know what? 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 I won't say who. Because... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah, name, yeah, no yeah, name yeah. dropping no except for the, yeah. the, the sorority or frat you're in. Yeah. Well, I know someone who's not even at the school, but on Greek Row who has done cocaine. Just happens. Well, just it's so very you know much you. the stereotype. Like it's oh, all, it's yeah, all that yeah. you see in TV shows and movies. It's just like, oh, what are you doing, frats and sororities? Like you just abuse substances, mm -hmm. you just Sexual party soul. all the time, like have a lot of sex and all this stuff. And so it was refreshing to talk to Justin and Izzy, yeah, and find out that like they're actually trying to like make connections mm -hmm. and have, I guess like a family environment yeah. there. An impact on the community. Well, yeah, and exactly. I, mean, I feel like they really came in here and no. they were like, yeah, I feel a part of my fraternity. Like, I really feel like I'm welcomed there. Mm -hmm. And like when I was rushing, I was afraid because I, I'm a person of color. But like, I feel like this fraternity is my family. And I was like, that's really impressive. That is so nice. Yeah, that you that you feel like you can find a community in that way. I wish I knew if there was a female equivalent yeah. <laughs> of their group because I well there was. and even like okay so back when i was on tiktok there was this whole <laughs> there was this whole like That's rush yeah there's this whole like rush talk thing right where people were like filming how they how they rushed um for greek life uh, and watching it was so interesting that I was like, what is happening mm -hmm. here? And then I, there was like um, a non-binary person who rushed and like was like, I'm the outcast here and it feels oh. weird. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can't even imagine like as yeah. a non-binary person, like putting myself out there like that and being like, hey, I'm going out for a sorority, but also I don't conform to the gender norms. And that's terrifying to me, especially mm -hmm. living here in this state. Oh, yes. Is there like, I wonder if there is a like gender inclusive like fraternity or sorority or like, some sort of Greek? No I don't think at the U. No, no probably not, not at the U. U. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, if there co-ed. Message us, like yeah, yeah, yeah please message us. <laughs> <laughs> Love to talk to you. We'll do a follow-up yeah. episode, <laughs> part two. Uh, I can remember rushing and wearing heels and walking up campus in them and walking up that freaking hill. I tell you, I tell you, it is marketing. The entire time you're just sitting, you'll sit there with each sorority and they'll ask you questions and you just have to be like, oh, you like, uh -huh, like, you know, world peace. And it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like you advocate yourself and you kind of slowly lose yourself to like mark yourself to be part of that group. And you just feel so much pressure. Like I remember crying about a goddamn key and I was like, why did I cry? But it was like, I was so like freshman year and I wanted to be part of it. And it was just so toxic once you get in. I, I'm happy for those people that found it amazing. Yeah. But like, if you were an outcast, mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what it's like to be in that situation and want to leave. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. 
It was weird. I mean, I was already pretty much losing myself and it was just like, there was so much constraint. You'd have to go Monday meetings for two hours at night. And I was like, I can't do that. I have school. And so when I had to leave, which I didn't realize this, I wrote a little letter and it was passive aggressive, but they read it out loud at the chapter. So everyone heard my passive aggressiveness of leaving. So I was like, the privateness of that was taken away from me. And it was kind of like, well, here you go. Now everyone hated me. I only found out like a year later from one of the girls who I knew. I was like, yeah, they read it out loud. And I was like, wow. They really don't keep anything private. So you weren't even there to advocate for yourself. No, they just read it out loud. And I said, I'm leaving. I'm done. I stopped paying. I stopped everything. It was just, it it was awful. I tell you, it was awful. The people there were just so rude. I'm glad that you were able to get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds very culty as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of that is cult tactics. Oh, like, completely. The losing yourself, new identity, that's cult tactics. Distancing You're part of this family now. Taking yeah, a title. Kappa Kappa Gamma, like you take it. <laughs> you didn't see her hand gestures. Yeah, I, sorry, I didn't know. Kappa Kappa Gamma hand gesture because it's like ingrained. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it, I was there for a year, but like, Come on, like even a year being there, it's a lot of manipulation. Yeah, I bet. A lot. Well, (laughs) should we wrap up? Yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. I want to go around just as a conclusion Mm -hmm. and ask everyone, would you be willing to join a frat or a sorority? And what are your stipulations? Because for me, I actually after today, I would be willing, I think. Mm-hmm. Before today, I would have told you, hell no, mm-hmm. <laughs> never in a million years. But if it's like Izzy's and Jason's... Justin's. Justin's. <laughs> if it's like Izzy and Justin's frat, then yeah, I mm-hmm. totally want to participate in that because I think that sense of community is so vital right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, For me... I would probably say no, just from what I've experienced and mainly reasons of just, it's very expensive. And also just if you are not part of the niche and click in groups, you will be isolated. So I would say if if it was a fantasy world where, you know, like the <laughs> movies, I would love that. But no. <laughs> I would also say no, because even the nice one that uh, Justin and he came and talked about, sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I don't have energy. <laughs> That's that so fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like solid three friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it could be fun if it was something like Justin and Izzy's, but it uh, just depends on the fraternity and the nature of the environment. You don't want to have wine nights where people are sexually assaulted. <laughs> you know, that's, I that's I pointed straight at you, the you. Sorry, sorry, you of you. I just I'm actually not sorry about yeah, that. I, I prefer you for to that not one. have that experience. Golden ratio. A little bit. Okay, yeah. moving on. <laughs> that could be another episode. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say I've never really considered it my entire life. I am LDS, and a lot of the fraternities, like the stereotypical fraternities, live completely different lifestyles than what I do. I don't drink. I don't do a lot of these things that they do. But like looking at Justin and Izzy's, it seems to be a lot different than those. And so like it would be something I consider. I also don't live on campus. So that'd be ridiculously hard for me to join any of those at all, Mm -hmm. especially with like, I mean, with this one where they they don't live in a house in the same house or anything. 
But actually, I think that's kind of cool because it is a way for them to go and they they find ways to come together and they go out of their way to come together because they don't live in the same house. They have to go out of their way. And so I think it's really cool what they're doing over there, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say no, uh, just because of the way that I identify um, in that it I would not feel comfortable in either a fraternity or a sorority aspect, mm -hmm. even though I am more femme presenting, um, I, it just like, I don't think I would ever feel comfortable with mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. yeah. Hard topic. Yeah. On that, on that note, thanks everyone. And we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. That's been a long story made short. Thank you for listening. Long Story Short is an affiliate of Our Stories, UteCast, and University of Utah Student Media. Please make sure to visit our social media accounts at our.stories with a one on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and soon to be TikTok.